Thank you. Right. Uh, can you hear me okay? Someone perhaps put their hand up. That would, uh, that would be great. So I know. Lovely. Thank you very much. And it's really good to be with you. Thank you, John. Around uh, 20 years ago, I was a minister in London and my youth worker organized an outdoor activity week for our teenagers. I was invited to go along to lead the daily devotions and to act as a chaplain. On one of the days, the activity was high ropes, and this entailed the donning of a harness, a lot of clambering up some tall ladders and ropes, and then engaging with various team challenges way up in the treetops. Now, as I mentioned last time I was with you, me and heights just don't mix. So I stayed on the ground and shouted lots of encouragement to the groups. Well, this wasn't enough for these energetic and enthusiastic youngsters. They insisted that unless I put on a harness and joined them, they would not be attending any more of my devotions. The cheek. So being the martyr for the gospel that I am, I started to climb very nervously and slowly, and the shouts of encouragement were now coming down from the treetops. To cut a long story short, the finale of the activity required that we each climbed to the very highest point on the course, where there was a small platform, and hanging around six feet away from that platform was a trapeze. And we were told to throw ourselves off the platform and try to catch hold of the trapeze. I can still remember that feeling of a cold sweat and being rooted to the platform with my arms wrapped tightly around a tree trunk. The word petrified best describes my state at that moment. But when you think about it, like all the others, I had on a harness to which was attached a rope. The other end of which was being held by a burly instructor and ultimately was anchored to a massive concrete slab in the ground. So although my head was telling me I was in no danger, my heart wasn't convinced. Amongst other things that were being shouted to me were the words of my sermon title today, Do Not Be Afraid. This same phrase appears 104 times in scripture, so I guess I'm not alone in being nervous. And four of them are found in the nativity story, all spoken by an angel. Now, I appreciate that were an angel to appear to me right now in all its glorious splendor, I would probably need to hear those words too. But on reflection in this time of Advent or waiting, the angels were probably addressing some more deep-seated fears in those four characters. And as we ponder them this morning, I feel it would be good to reflect upon our own fears and what the message of Advent might speak into them. So the first character uh, is going to be presented to us by Matthew Miles uh, and is found in Luke chapter one. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah, who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous to the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. 
but they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zachariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zachariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy, a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. Zachariah asked the angel, How can I be sure of this? I'm an old man, and my wife is well on in the years. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and tell, tell you this good news. Thanks, Matthew. In this first scene, we're told the priest Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth are very old. And despite all of their prayers over many years, they remain childless. In those days, and in that culture, childlessness was considered a punishment from God. So Luke goes to great lengths to emphasize that, firstly, both of them were righteous in the sight of God observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. And secondly, Zechariah was to be found by the angel as he was just getting on with the task of serving God in the temple. In other words, the length of his waiting doesn't seem to have diminished his faithfulness in serving. And so the angel says to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been answered, has been heard rather. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. I wonder if you find yourself in a place in life where you are waiting and longing for something. Something about which you've dreamed for many years, perhaps. Or perhaps even something that you believe God has promised you. But much time has passed by. And you're beginning to feel as if it will never happen. Then perhaps this is a word for you today in this season of Advent. Do not be afraid. Your prayer has been heard. Do not be afraid. Your prayer has been heard. Now, that isn't to say that your prayer will be answered in the way that you anticipate, but it has been heard. I was recently listening to a sermon by John Mark Comer. You may have heard of him. He's an American pastor. And he was speaking on the Old Testament story of Joseph. And he said that in his experience, and this seemed to be the experience of Joseph, when God turns our dreams into reality, it often ends up, A, looking different, B, taking longer, C, feeling harder, but D, invariably ending up better. So perhaps for you, the encouragement from this passage is don't give up hoping and praying for your heart's desire, but keep going with the task at hand and trust God to work out his plans and purposes in his way and in his time. Which brings us to the second character, and this one's going to be presented by Amelia Ford, also from Luke 1. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, 
a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his word and wondered what kind of greeting this may, might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. How will this be, Mary? asked the angel. Since I'm a virgin, the angel answers, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, who she is said to be unable to conceive to, con conceive to her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Great. Thanks, Amelia. Well done. Mary can't quite believe what she's being told. Although she's in all likelihood between 12 and 14 years of age, she has been chosen by God for a very special purpose. And even though she's an unmarried virgin, she's going to conceive through the Holy Spirit and give birth to a child who will be called the Son of God. Now, there were probably several things that were frightening her. What will people think and say when they hear that she's pregnant? What will Joseph do? What will it be like to give birth, especially to the Son of God? But her key question, perhaps, is, how will this be? Or to put it another way, how on earth is God going to manage that? I wonder if you find yourself facing a problem that seems impossible to overcome. Or perhaps you feel trapped in a particularly difficult set of circumstances and can see no possible way out of your predicament. Perhaps you're simply fearful for the future in a very uncertain season. Then perhaps this is a word for you today in the season of Advent. Do not be afraid. You have found favour with God. Do not be afraid. You have found favour with God. The angel reminded Mary and us that the Lord is with you and that nothing is impossible with God. I think perhaps there are two key reasons why we become fearful. One, that we doubt God's ability to intervene. Or two, that we doubt his desire to intervene. But the clear message of Christmas is that God has come in Jesus, Emmanuel. And as Jesus himself declared, he has come to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. So do not fear. God is both capable and willing to rescue you or redeem whatever situation you find yourself in. So do not be afraid. You have found favour with God. The third character 
is going to be presented to us by Annie King from Matthew chapter one. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, yet did not want to expose her to the public disgrace. He had in mind to disperse her quietly, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is convinced in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took. Place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God will be with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. Brilliant. Thank you, Annie. Of course, not only does God need to be willing and able to intervene, but so do others who are impacted by the same situation. So when Joseph discovers that Mary is pregnant, he jumps to the obvious conclusion. He could have had her stoned for adultery, even though they are not yet married. But instead, he chooses to have their marriage pledge annulled. I guess he's fearful of his reputation and his standing in the community. So the angel appears to him in a dream to explain the nuts and bolts of what God is doing and to appeal to him to be a father to the son of God to bring him up and protect him and teach him and provide for him as his own. I wonder if you've been asked to do something that goes completely against your will or your desire. It just doesn't make any sense and certainly doesn't suit you. But somehow, deep down, you kind of know it's the right thing to do. Then perhaps this is a word for you today in this season, to that season of Advent. Do not be afraid, because what is conceived is from the Holy Spirit. Do not be afraid, because what is conceived is from the Holy Spirit. You see, where the Holy Spirit is at work, there is no need for fear. As the Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy, the Spirit God gives us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. That's why when Joseph woke, he immediately did what the angel had asked him and took Mary home as his wife. So do not fear following where you believe the Spirit is leading. 
even if it seems at some times confusing as to what it is you're being called to do. Which brings us to the final set of characters. And Esme is going to read this passage to us again from Luke chapter 2. You are mute, it's me. There we go, sorry. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round them, and they were terrified. But an angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people today. Today, in the, in the town of David, a saviour has been born. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those who whom his favourite re favour rest. Thanks, Esme. Wonderful. Shepherds were amongst the lowest and most marginalised groups in first century Middle Eastern culture. And yet, or maybe I should say, and so, they were selected for this most amazing announcement. They were given an exclusive front row seat to celebrate the arrival of the Son of God. Emmanuel has come for all people from the lowest to the highest to bring salvation to his dearly beloved world. But I wonder if you feel unworthy or marginalized or downtrodden, perhaps forgotten or without hope then perhaps this is a word for you today in this season of Advent. Do not be afraid. A saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. When you think about it, throughout the Christmas story, God chose that which was considered lowest and least to be his channel through which he revealed his very best. So do not fear. Jesus is good news for you, however you might feel about yourself. And this good news will cause great joy for all people. So do not be afraid. The Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. So in finishing, I expect you're wondering what I did rooted to that platform at the top of the tree with my hands gripping the trunk for dear life. Well, <clears throat> tempted as I was to slowly climb back down the way I'd come, instead, I chose to turn around and throw myself off. I'm embarrassed to say I missed the trapeze by several inches and dropped in a very ungainly fashion until the rope and the instructor and the anchor point came into play. 
and I was lowered safely to the ground to much laughter and applause. But the experience reminded me of a verse in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19, in which we read, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus, who went before us, has entered on our behalf. So however we might feel, we do not need to be afraid because Jesus came to seek and save the lost. He accomplished that through his life, through his death, and through his resurrection. That curtain spoken of by the writer to the Hebrews hung in the temple as a symbolic barrier between us and God. But Jesus's sacrifice tore it apart, and we now have access to our free access to our heavenly Father for all time. And that is the firm and secure anchor for the soul through which we have hope. So my prayer for us all this Advent in these extraordinarily difficult circumstances is that we might hold on to that hope, knowing that Christ holds on firmly to us and that we may experience the fullness of the joy, peace and security of being held by him. In the name of our Lord Jesus and for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Uh, Neil, thank you so much um, for sharing uh, those different perspectives. Thank you also uh, to our readers. Uh, you all did brilliantly. Uh, and um, thanks to the, the technical guys who worked their wizardry to have words and faces uh, with us at the same time. So thank you um, for, for all those thoughts. Uh, and yeah, um, feel free to, to some responses in the chat. Um, uh, as we come to pray together, um, actually, I would like us to use the chat. Um, this week, as I've been thinking about um, events, I've been really interested to read a bit more about the circumstances, the political circumstances in which Jesus uh, was born, um, and just how. Paul, I think we've lost John there. I can't hear him at all. I think he's gone all together now. So <laughs> we'll re-emerge at some point. <laughs> Maybe if, if we can encourage uh, folk, as John was suggesting, to um, put them, anything that you'd like prayed for into the, uh, the, the chat um, so uh, we can share it amongst ourselves. And we'll see whether John re-emerges in a moment. Am I back? Am I back? Back. Am I back for good? Um, there you are. Um, well, there I am. Uh, so as Paul said, um, I, I, I've really been hit by how 
Jesus' birth ushers in the new kingdom, a kingdom that's upside down to, to the one that was prevailing at the time of his birth uh, and remains that way. So what, I, what I'd like um, for our prayers to be very simple um, and uh, to, for us to identify in the chat people or circumstances or situations where we would simply ask of God, simply but profoundly ask, uh, your kingdom come. Okay, does that make sense? So I've got a few uh, that I've prepared earlier. <laughs> um, very simple. Uh, I'll simply just, you know, um, identify or describe a situation. And perhaps we can just um, then say separately but together, you know, uh, your kingdom come. So uh, we've got this carol service. And so just by way of illustration, we might pray, Heavenly Father, for our carol service next week, your kingdom come. Yeah, for our friends who will come along, your kingdom come. Okay, but so I've got a few, uh, but but it'd be great if um, if, you, if we could all put um, things into the chat and then I'll pick them off the chat and read them out and we'll pray, Lord, your kingdom come. Is that okay? All right, let us pray then. Heavenly Father, for the arrangements and for the time of our carol service next week, we pray your kingdom come. For those students uh, traveling back home and for families reunited, we pray, your kingdom come. For those who are concerned of the future, we pray, your kingdom come. For those who are alone or feel alone, we pray, your kingdom come. For when we feel at our wit's end, we pray, your kingdom come. For those who are bereaved, your kingdom come. For those who will be alone on Christmas Day, we pray, your kingdom come. For those who are going through chemo treatment for cancer and others who are in hospital, we pray your kingdom come. For those who feel isolated this Christmas, Father, we pray your kingdom come. For those uh, who are responsible for our government, for our MPs, for those who are in discussion with the EU, Father, we pray for the situation there. We pray your kingdom come. 
those who are suffering both physically and mentally. Heavenly Father, your kingdom come. For those whose jobs are at risk or whose jobs don't exist anymore due to the recession and the pandemic, Heavenly Father, your kingdom come. For our elderly relatives who might feel vulnerable, who are vulnerable, Father, your kingdom come. For those people who are without homes, who are sleeping rough, Lord, your kingdom come. For those who experience injustice, uh, racism, prejudice, who are treated less than human. Father, your kingdom come. For those whose key relationships have broken down this year, Father, your kingdom come. And for those who care for uh, others, your kingdom come. For those who feel hopeless, lonely and low, we pray your kingdom come. For those who are exposed to infection from the virus, for the medical services who and the first responders, we pray your kingdom come. Lord Jesus, we thank you that we can identify as part of your kingdom. We pray that uh, these situations and those that we find ourselves in, those that come to mind, uh, Father, we pray that you would nudge us and prompt to be your kingdom citizens, uh, to share your kingdom values, that your kingdom would come in the lives uh, of your church and your people and your world. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, thank you everyone who, uh, who posted uh, thoughts in, in, in the chat. Feel free to carry on. Um, we'll, uh, we'll read them as we go and, and remember them in our prayers later uh, over the course of the week. Okay, but now um, our children have been learning about a parable. And of course, Jesus used the parables, didn't he, to talk of the kingdom. So, Penny and George, um, over to you. Excellent, John. Uh, thanks for it. Thank you. Um, so yeah, this week with the kids, we've been doing about the parable of the Good Samaritan. Um, uh, and throughout COVID, um, we've had to think of, you know, lots of different ways to um, present what the kids have been doing and do it with them in different ways. 
Um, and I think this week's might be my favourite so far. Um, so Paul's got a PowerPoint he's going to share through. Uh, and whilst that's going through, Ethan is going to be reading the story of the Good Samaritan. Uh, so hopefully everyone will see it and enjoy. Over to you, Ethan. One day Jesus told a story. A man went down from the road from Jerusalem to Jericho. It was evening and it was a wild and lonely road, but he enjoyed listening to the birds singing. A bunch of mean, angry robbers were on the road looking for someone to steal from. When they saw the man, they leaped out and beat him up. The robbers were caught on the Jericho Road CCTV footage. They left him to die and went away with all of his money. A priest walked past, but he did not stop. He saw the man, but because it was nearly Sunday, he decided it was more important to go home and get ready than it was to help the man. So he kept walking. A Levite looked, walked past, looking at his watch. He worked at the temple and said that was more important, so he did not stop either. A Samaritan came past. He stopped and looked after the man. And the Samaritan took the man to the inn and asked the inn case to take care of him until he was better. He even paid two coins for him. At the end of the story, Jesus said, who is your neighbour? It is anyone who needs your help. Brilliant. Thank you so much to Ethan for beautifully reading that. And thank you so much for the families. As, as George says, we had a lot of fun receiving the pictures and putting them together. So thank you so much. Um, I'm just wondering whether any of the children want to show any of the artwork they might have done this week um, for the Good Samaritan. If they have and they want to wave it at the screen, we'll try and kind of catch you now. If not, we will do the birthdays. Oh, there's something from the Fords. That's brilliant. Is that Jess? Lovely. Thank you. Beautiful colouring, Jess. Gorgeous. Lovely. Not sure if there's anyone else. Oh, and the Belchers. Lovely colouring as well. Gorgeous. Brilliant. Thank you. And the Bents as well. Thank you, Annie. Thank you. Tyndales, we've got some stuff as well. And the Tyndales. Great. Thank you, Tyndales. Brilliant. That's good. Lovely. Thank you, everybody. So um, we're going to do the birthdays. We have got two birthdays today. And as I've got Annie on screen, um, it is Gabby's birthday this week, isn't it, Annie? And I think you are you happy just to tell us about Gabby's birthday? Is that OK? Do you want to unmute yourself? Brilliant. So, Annie, when is it Gabby's birthday? Tuesday. On Tuesday. And how old is Gabby going to be? 17. 17. My goodness me. And um, are you going to do something special at home for her birthday? Maybe eat some cake? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Brilliant. Well, would you let Gabby know that we all send her her love and we will drop a card around through her door 
So um, thank you so much. Okay. And the other birthday we have week this week is Hannah Parfitts. And ha I don't think Hannah is on today, but I know that Hannah is going to be at 12 on Saturday, the 19th of December. So we will make sure also that she gets her birthday uh -huh. pass on her, um, our best wishes. But let's just pray for Gabby and Hannah now. Yeah. So dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for Gabby and for Hannah. And we just pray um, that they'll have a really good week um, as they celebrate their birthdays, that they will feel really special and, and loved by their families and also loved by you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you walk with them every day and you love them very much. In Jesus' name. Amen. OK, I'm going to hand back to John. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Great pictures. I hope, no, hope uh, Josh in particular is better. Those wounds looked particularly authentic. Um, so uh, we've got our family notices now. Um, so uh, David will put them on the screen in just a moment. Okay, so uh, for those who, um, who can listen but not hear, I'll just read them out. Um, tomorrow morning, our regular prayer meeting takes place over Zoom on this link, nine o'clock. Um, <laughs> uh, nine o'clock um, in the morning. Uh, and I guess our, our, we'll be on Zoom for the time being. Uh, we're looking forward to, uh, to next week. Uh, but before that, today, this afternoon, face-to-face uh, -face or mask-to-mask -mask carols at St. Margaret's. Um, so if you're going along to that, please can you let, um, uh, let Bernice know so we can make plans. Um, uh, next week, next Saturday, uh, as we've said, there you go, there's the stuff, um, the link for for today's uh, carols uh, service at St. Margaret's. Uh, next week, um, uh, the uh, two carol services uh, on Saturday uh, at 3.30, then again at 6.30 at Blythe Valley Business Park. This is amazing. We've, we, we've, we're now full on two services, um, and that could be as many as 15 or 1600 people coming. Um, uh, John Lewis are worried. I think uh, their shopping will dip. Uh, we've got half of Solly Hill coming, which is really uh, fantastic. So uh, let's keep remembering that in our prayers and, uh, and go along if, if we've booked in. Um, uh, if we haven't booked, I think we probably won't be able to make it uh, this time. Um, but um, uh, but the, John, yeah, do pray John, for that. Could I just say, John, that for people who can't make it, there, there will be an option on Zoom or YouTube and we will awesome. get out some information on it um, later in the week once it's finalised. Brilliant, Mark. Thank you, and thank you for all you're doing. This is, uh, uh, I know, um, uh, we're really excited about all of this. But but Mark has done a great job in pulling this together. So thank you, Mark, uh, for for all that you've done and all that you're going to do this week. Let's pray for Mark and his job as well. He's got to keep things going um, um, at work and for this. Uh, so thanks ever so much for that. Um, any more notices? Uh, uh, yes, there you go. Look, um, next Sunday, uh, so this time next week, we've got uh, another Easter service for uh, that will be advertising at the carols uh, on Saturday. Um, but um, no need to book for this one. Uh, Ten thirty next Sunday. Come along and feel free. Please do feel free to invite anybody who will just enjoy. Um, being with us. 
for a very straightforward, uh, very accessible uh, service. We'll be meeting on Christmas Day, of course, and there you can, uh, and then uh, again on the 27th. Uh, on the 27th, so um, two weeks today, 10.30, um, drop in for a, a chat if you'd like to, and then we've got a face-to-face -face service at St. Margaret's at three o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, so quite a lot going on as, as you'd expect. Um, uh, it'd, be, it'd be great to see you if you can make it. Okay, um, so uh, over now to Helen for the Arthur Report. Helen, are you there? I am, hello. Um, can you everyone, everyone see me and hear me? Could, can I pick on somebody? Could I just pick on the Mileses? <laughs> Could we, could we spotlight the Miles? Really sorry to pick on you, but I just think it's hilarious that in the middle of the sermon, we just cut over to a, to a sofa with two people dressed up as Santa on it. Um, so I, I know what they've been, been up to, <laughs> but would the Miles be happy to mention what they've done? Can anyone see them? Are they going to yeah. be they're being quiet and shy? Yay! Merry Christmas, Hi. everyone. Oh, ho, ho. It's <laughs> <laughs> just done um, a 5K run dressed as Santa for um, St. Mary's Hospice. Um, I just thought it was worth pointing that out to people rather than pe people thinking it was a cry for help that you were dressed as Santa sitting. <laughs> yeah. We did got like <laughs> this. <laughs> so were you, were, you, were you on your own or were there other people? No, it was, it, you said it, you can do it any time because obviously COVID, okay. Virtually, yeah. yeah. So a lot of people did it last week, but we couldn't be bothered to do it last week. So we decided we had to do it this week, and then thought, "Oh, look at the weather! It's Maybe right. It wasn't too bad during the hour that we did it." So, yeah, very good, very good. And you're committed to wearing? Are you wearing the, just wearing the Santa suits now till Christmas? Oh, uh, no, no, no. We just didn't have time to get changed. <laughs> <laughs> My hair's all wet and stuff under here, so I thought, yeah. just no. yeah. St Mary's Hospice. St Mary's Hospice. So if there's a link for donations, if you want to put it in the chat, you never know. It's, no, on, the, um, it's on Facebook. Oh, there you go. Super, super. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry to pick on you, but I just thought it was worth, worth a mention. Right, I'll share my screen now. Um, hang on a second. Oh, it's just got all sorts of things going on. I can, have, can someone wave at me? Penny, can you wave at me? If you can see that, perfect, lovely. So, um, you need your popcorn this week. We've got quite a few. Um, so the Belchers have been out doing some community service. They've been doing some litter picking around the area. Pick, picked up quite a lot by the looks of things. Um, remember Ruth said last week about doing windows? Well, I've been doing some craft. <laughs> I said the Arthur's nativity window, they're mine really. Um, and just, can I just point out the very surprised sheep because they make me smile every day, every day. Um, so that's our, our downstairs windows, that's the Shepherds, and that's that's Bethlehem, obviously. Um, and the Claridges, Maggie's had a virtual office party, um, and Hannah's helped uh, her dad make some bread. Um, and then the nativity, um, on, it was a couple of days this week, and then it's being repeated on Christmas Eve um, at St Margaret's. So various people from Alton um, have joined in. I, I'm hoping I'm getting this right with people from St Margaret's to do um, sort of a, a walk round nativity um, experience. So this was for, I think Penny, I can see you, you need to thumbs up for me, for St Margaret's School this week. 
and Kyneton Green School. No, 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 just St Margaret's School. Margaret's. So we had, we had, um, uh, I think we had three years come round um, on a Tuesday and Wednesday, and they loved it. The kids loved it. So thank you to all who were involved. It was a fab event, and we'll, there'll be some news coming out this week about how you can do it on Christmas Eve. Super. So who was, that's Rosie. Who was Rosie? What character was she? she was an introductory sort of person. Introductory so, person. Yeah. Then we've got um, George as the innkeeper. Yes. Yeah. Um, Dom, who's the St Margaret's vicar in all his splendour, is he a wise man or is he just being a Church of England vicar? He was being a wise man at that point. <laughs> and, and some live chickens. Yes. Um, Mary doing a selfie, Benice as yes, Mary. Um, John as Joseph. Yeah. Um, and David is a wise man, yes. Um, and then an angel in the, who was in the church. And then we've got Marilyn and Ivan as shepherds. With real fire, I think. Yeah, real fire. <laughs> very arty photo, top right, with the sun coming through. Very lovely. Um, and Alex and Cara have getting in practice for next week. They've been to a drive-in cinema. Um, saw Home Alone. I think we should probably ask to borrow that drive-in sign for next Saturday. But... <laughs> It's my dog sneezing. Um, and then from the Atterwells, the village school um, has organised a Christmas lights treasure hunt fundraiser. So the meeting place, meeting place has joined in beautifully with their lights as well. Um, oh, I think that's it. Yes, that's it. Thank you very much. So again, keep sending them to me and I'll keep showing them. Thanks. Brilliant. Thanks, Helen. Yeah, I'm on. Great. Uh, thanks, Helen, and thanks everybody who has shared photos. Uh, thanks, Josh, for sharing uh, your news about your face. Uh, I, I'm sure that can't be right. You still got ketchup on your face. Um, uh, and isn't it great just to be together, uh, you know, um, uh, and hear what's going on? Um, you'll see in the chat uh, that there's a link. Vicky's posted a link for um, uh, the giving page. And also Paul helpfully has clarified the situation for the 27th. So no morning service, just a face-to-face drop-in if you want to. And then uh, there'll be a face-to-face -face, uh, service in the afternoon at St Margaret's. So see the chat for that. Okay. I think then that brings us to uh, the end of our, our formal bit of the service. Um, we've got our breakout rooms um, as usual in a minute. So if you, um, if you, if you want to leave us uh, after, after the last prayer, then have a great week and um, we'll see you next week. Um, if you want to stay for a chat, just um, just hang around and uh, you'll find yourself in a, in a breakout room. But let's um, let's just pause for a moment now and say, Lord, thank you for being with us. Thank you uh, for the encouragement uh, of your word that we can trust in you. Even though we, we feel afraid, we, can, we know that we can trust in you. Uh, thank you for the chance to um, sing uh, your praises, uh, to remind ourselves that you uh, came uh, to be with us and you still do that day in and day out. Um, and Heavenly Father, we, 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 we commit ourselves to you for this week uh, as citizens of your kingdom. Lord, be with us um, in a way that we can, we can feel and understand. Uh, for we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Uh, great to see you. Take care. Bye.